Hello everyone, pull up a sack, grab a snack, and sit back. I'm Zach with my co-host Matt, and you're listening to First Listen Media. What's up, what's up? This is Matthew Thomas, the Spirit of Super Cool Radio, here on First Listen Media. Zach, thank you so much. Hey man, thanks for being here. Gotta give a big shout out to our friend Jake Jones of Red Brick Road for that killer intro music. Sounds Awesome. Let's get started, shall we? Very special showcase for you all today. 31 songs, best of the underground, here on First Listen Media. First song will be Unwanted by Dead Like Juliet. Yes, that is right. Real quick before we spin it, like, I really like this song. It's intense, but I also like how the song starts because it starts off acoustic and you don't really know where it's going to go, but then they drop the acoustic guitar kind of quickly. Then they really hit you up in your face. So I really dig it. Hey, man, what a great way to start off a Halloween bash, right? Get a nice, cool beat and then just scream right into it. That's right. Definitely get the Halloween vibes right there, my man. All right, so let's kick the show off. We got Unwanted by Dead Like Juliet. Hey, I'm Maga from Dead Like Juliet, and I hope you're all having a good day and you're listening to First Listen Media. Oh, 
So we kicked it off with an awesome song that was Dead Like Juliet with Unwanted. Then we followed up with Hammer Down Hard, my friends from Tennessee, with Worlds Gone Black. Really hard-hitting hard rock music. I had the opportunity to interview Lonnie Hammer last year on season one. Great story about starting the band. He booked a festival and then he built their band in time and they learned a bunch of songs to play at the festival. That takes a lot of guts. I have a band. Yeah, it's on this festival. Now I have to figure out how to do all that. That's amazing. Also, make sure to check out the music video for Worlds Gone Black. Very unique and it's also very cool. Zach, my man, we got two great songs from a uh, very cool business if you want to take the lead on that one. That's right man brutal business entertainment one of the best independent record labels in pennsylvania i work with them quite a bit and the first song we're going to play for you is apology by ben mc let's get it on
that was a lovely track from Ben MC, man. Such, such heartfelt emotions went into that one. Second one we have is also from Brutal Business, and it's called Haunted Halls by Lost in Mutiny. Great. Uh, I think it's a great title for this Halloween bash we got going on. The song name, the band name, it's just, it, it screams like Halloween with a bit of horror and darkness. <laughs> Definitely. Horror, which is something I think is very cool. Bands from a record label me and Zach work very closely with, and that is D.I. Records. Also from Pennsylvania, from the Pittsburgh region. And the first one is Dancing with Ghosts, which is a band both of us have interviewed at one time. They are awesome. Josh and Steph, they are amazing humans, and they have a very good sense of humor, and they're just awesome to chat with. Most definitely. I love their energy, their humor. It's just, it makes for such a good environment, especially the little Easter thing they did. Oh. <laughs> That, that was very interesting, to say the least. They didn't have a bunny head that they had a fox head because they couldn't find a bunny head in time. It makes it even more stranger. Let's just say, for better or for worse, it will not leave my mind. <laughs> They are really awesome, and like I really want to see them live. I know they do a lot of shows in the Jacksonville area and the uh, Orlando area, so I really want to see them because they bring so much energy to the stage. Always have fun. It really doesn't matter. Like, every picture you see them, they're always having fun. I think that's very important. Definitely. They hit you with uh, one of their heavier tracks, which is Obsidian Blood. As I said, it's more heavy rock music, but remember, they got a new single entitled Stainless Static. And it'll be available on November 5th, so keep your eyes out for that. They got some awesome t-shirts available with the single on it, and it looks pretty killer. I put my order in, of course. So, here's Obsidian Blood by Dancing with Ghosts.
So as I said, we had two DI Records bands on display. The first one with Dancing with Ghosts with Obsidian Blood. Then we followed up with a killer rock band from New Jersey, and that was Reality Suite with Triggers. And that was, again, another band that both of us have interviewed. I just love interviewing them. They Again, they have so much energy with them. It's always unexpected, especially if you get Antonio talking like he could go way off in the left field and it's just hilarious i want them back so about it on my show they were so much fun to work with they're, they're always fun just because you don't know what to expect with them and they always just roll like i was making jokes like i called back to the first interview during my second interview and i introduced them as alice cooper because we had a lot of alice cooper references in the first interview and they just rolled with it they had so much fun with it uh they're, they're really awesome another band i really want to see live so hopefully i get that opportunity same here man also their vinyl is i amazing quality i got my hands on a copy beautiful piece i i believe it vinyl vinyl is awesome i still have to get a record player so maybe when i get that i'll get some uh reality suite on vinyl zed what uh, do we have up next we have a song from our friends over at no hugs which is an lgbtq band who has performed at warp tour a bunch of pride festivals and the founder and vocalist narcy is just an amazing human being i got to work with her a while back and i'm hoping to have her on the show again and her music tackles a lot of troubles that they face and she puts a lot of emotion into her music which is simply beautiful speaking of here is her well one of her best songs your satisfaction is fake. Hey, this is Narcy from No Hugs, and you're listening to First Listen Media. Your satisfaction is fake. Your satisfaction is fake. Your satisfaction.
So that segment, we had no hugs with your satisfaction is fake. And then we followed up with a good friend of mine, Cassidy Paris, with her latest single, Wannabe, that is off her EP entitled Flirt. Some really awesome 80s-infused rock music. I had the opportunity to interview her very recently, and she's just so cool to talk to. I really like, she takes a lot of inspiration from 80s rock music. I think it's so cool for being an up-and-coming artist who's very young to be inspired by 80s music. I think it's really incredible. I think she's gonna be a really cool hard rocker and I really look forward to seeing where her music career takes her because she's performed in Japan, the US. She's been a part of a few festivals, which I think is really awesome. And I know she was talking about going to the UK for next year. So definitely check her out. She always puts on a great show and she's got cool Fender guitar picks specially made for her. And I think that is awesome. That is simply just amazing. Oh, definitely for sure. So please check out Cassie Paris. And I know we got uh, two more great songs coming up. Zach, what do we got? Oh, hell yeah. The first one is from our boys up in Norway called Atena. The song is Death Is All I Think About. This one hits really hard for me and a lot of others with depression. Funny thing about this song is the inspiration was when I interviewed them, they literally said, we got the beat from an ice cream truck and just distorted it and added instruments and we just used depression as a bass. And it is by far one of their best songs I've ever heard in my life. So the fact that that's how it came together is kind of ironic because it's like those two things usually don't go together, but the song is absolutely flawless. It's very interesting what kind of inspiration that people can take especially from stuff that might not even be related like ice cream trucks and depression but yet make it a nice connection and this song it's very brutal in the sense of the music but then if you actually pay attention to the lyrics and the words it's very uplifting oh definitely like i use that to help me fight my depression quite a bit and it's really helped out a lot like songs like that that make you like face the depression head on are usually the best ones to help you get out of it yeah definitely music is a very powerful tool and i'm glad people there's outlets for the people especially with depression or any kind of mental illness that like you're not alone that these people who we really enjoy go through these same kind of uh, struggles and battles honestly i couldn't agree more man that's how i got into this anyway like music got me through my battles speaking of that let's go on to the next song by our friends called and my dice and the song they have for us today is called in vain a group from the netherlands one of my favorites by them it's about how bureaucracy has become corrupt and it's a system that is favoring the ones who made it instead of those who it was originally intended for they went all out with this and it's to me it's just a really beautiful track with a lot of deep meaning and symbolism yeah definitely i think it's also very relatable especially because a lot of people think that the system is against them or the elites get certain kind of special treatment and stuff like that. So definitely very relatable. And I really like In My Dice. I actually learned of them because of your podcast, because of you interviewing them. So I really dig them. I'm glad. And they would be glad to hear that too. Without further ado, here is Death is All I Think About and In Vain.
what's the next song got for us, man? Well, the next song is a band from my home state of Indiana. I had the opportunity to interview them on stage at the Muse on Main in Fort Wayne, Indiana. They are my friends at Kickbacks with one of my favorite songs because it's just like super easy to sing along to. And that is Diesel Fiend, like, you know, Crash, Bang, Boom, all that stuff in the lyrics. It's so easy just to say that out loud, especially like when I'm running on the treadmill at the gym. Uh, it's just so easy to just like sing along with that stuff. It's very high power, hard rock music. And they deliver a really awesome show. I had the opportunity to see them live with some uh, other friends of mine, Red Queen Project and Adam Baker. And let me tell you, if you're looking for some great hard rock music, then definitely check out the kickbacks from my home state of Indiana. Here is Diesel Fiend.
from our friends up in France known as Hype Lights. This one is just absolutely beautiful. And when I was working with them on it, it's just all the emotion that went into it. I, I was ready to cry, man. Yeah, definitely. Hype Lights is really awesome. Another band who uh, I learned because of your podcast because you sharing their music with me. And yeah, there's so much emotion on display for that. Why don't you tell us about the next song, my friend? Yes, up next is a band who I'm good friends with. They've been on my show twice. I've seen them live also twice, what a coincidence. And I've partied with them, which is really cool. They are my friends, The Rumors from Iowa. Very recently, they released a killer new song entitled Wancha, which I think you might be interested in because they took inspiration from the TV show Dexter, kind of made it like a serial killer vibe. And I think it's really perfect, especially for the Halloween season. I was talking to my friend, Kelly Fox, and... <laughs> 
They used a lot of fake blood in this music video, and it looked really good, but she doesn't want to use fake blood anymore because just of how messy it was. <laughs> Definitely check out the rumors. Really awesome band. I know they got a few shows to close out this year, and I've heard that they will work on new music as well. So here is Wancha by the rumors. This is 5pm, 
and you're listening to First Listen Media. Another band from the Netherlands. They actually know Anne My Dice personally. They are called 5PM. They were actually, um, Anne My Dice and 5PM were supposed to do a gig together, but COVID kind of ruined that. And I love how they were going to play together because their styles are completely different. Like, Anne My Dice is metal, heavy metal stuff. And you got 5PM, which is like classic rock. And they describe it as like jazz, but different. And they incorporate so much stuff into the music. Like, they incorporate instruments used in jazz plus the rock. And it's just 
really, really good how it all comes together. And this song is from their newest album that recently came out, and this song is called Symphony of Fire. The album is called One for the Road. It definitely very cool classic rock music from 5 p.m. Definitely check it out. Very cool classic rock or jazz, but slightly different by 5 p.m. And we'll actually be wrapping up the first half of this show. We're already halfway through. This really flies by when you're playing some killer music. And plus, you got me and Zach as co-hosts, which means it should be freaking awesome. We have a great second half lined up. You're going to hear some bands from DI Records, Brutal Business, some bands we're close friends with, and some bands we really enjoy. But first, we have a special segment from our friend, Scary Carrie from Sunsinger. Yeah, she'll be joining us very soon. We have a great second half lined up, and we're going to kick it off with a very special guest. She is part of the band Sunsinger, signed to DI Records, and she's always in the Halloween spirit. Please welcome Miss Scary Carrie. Hey! I'm so happy to be here tonight with you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. It's finally spooky season. Yes, I couldn't be more. I could say that it's always year round, especially with uh, like all the scary movies coming out throughout the year. It's almost spooky vibes all the time. For me, it's always spooky season, I will admit. So obviously, so this is our Halloween bash we got going on, and we've been featuring some really great music. But for you, I mean, obviously, as you said, Halloween season, spooky season all the time. So I really want to talk about You've been involved, especially recently, with some really great spooky photo shoots. So what have you been up to lately? Yeah, so lately, uh, I decided this year I wanted to do some more cosplays. So I think my first favorite one that I've done is Edward Scissorhands. Saw that just, one. Just did Edward Scissorhands. So that's one of my favorite Halloween movies. I put it on every year. So I went out to, um, what was it called? I think it was called Heart, Harkness uh, in Connecticut, which is this yep. Yeah, this beautiful park that has, like, pillars and flowers, and it just looked exactly like the movie. Why would you tell me you're going to Connecticut? I would have, dri- I would have driven down. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm time. literally here. Next time, next time. That's really uh, awesome, especially, like, the photo shoots. I know you've been doing a lot uh, very recently. Uh, so, like, what's some of your favorite ones you've done uh, throughout the years, especially, like, Halloween-themed or related? I think my favorite Halloween, other than Pennywise, I do Pennywise year-round. I kind of have, like, an obsession with Pennywise. Most people know me, I think, for my Pennywise cosplays. This summer, we just did the beach Pennywise, which was really fun, because I feel like people aren't thinking about horror stuff in the summer, so... But I am. But I think my all-time favorite has been my pumpkin head which I'm going to redo this year. And um, so last year I did a pumpkin photo shoot and I put a real pumpkin on my head. And everybody asked me, like, is it gross? Yes. Yes, it's gross. But (laughs) But it was was worth worth it. it. Absolutely. (laughs) So I I have those from last year. They're on my Instagram, but I definitely want to recreate those again this year. So I'm doing another shoot this month with a pumpkin head. I still have to decide what shape I'm going to carve into my pumpkin head. But I see that trend going around and I just, I love it. I don't know if any if you guys have seen any good pumpkin photo shoots. They're going around right now. I've seen a few like jack o' lantern ones, but nothing like pumpkin head related yet. I'll definitely have to take a look because I haven't seen any of those yet either. Well, hopefully you'll see mine. It'll be fun. I uh, I bought two different outfits, like uh, and I might wear my Wednesday Adams dress. I'm thinking about mixing the two. Ooh, I feel like that would be cool. It'll be tight. That'd be amazing. And I've seen a, I've seen a lot of really good cosplays this year for Halloween stuff. What was that new movie? Um, it was on HBO Max. I'm trying to think. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because there was this new movie that came out recently, and I 
would highly recommend it. It's not Halloween Kills, is it? No, but that that's that just came out, didn't it? Yeah, it's today. <laughs> yeah, I want to go see that. I might go next week. And honestly, I might be ashamed to admit this because I do consider myself a big horror movie fan. The only Halloween movie I've ever seen is the original first Halloween one. The original Halloween? Yeah, which That's I mean, it's, really, it's really good, but I haven't caught up with any of them. Just happen to know it's a release date is today. <laughs> I gotta go check that out myself. I need, to, well, I need to watch all of them. I haven't watched any of them yet because I Ooh. never had the chance. I thought I was bad. No, I'm way worse, man. I'm way worse. But whenever, it, whenever it comes to Halloween, me and my friends all just watch Scary Movie because the parodies are hilarious. Scary Movie. Yeah. I was thinking about rewatching Final Destination because I, I love those. Those are really good. They're a the funny, like, horror comedy. Funny horror comedy. Everyone's dropping dead. <laughs> it's called Malignant. I know it, Malignant, it was in theaters, but it's also on HBO Max. And I, I will admit, this is one of the first horror movies that's new that's gotten me since maybe Midsommar. Because Midsommar was really, I don't know if you guys saw that one, but that one was just really, like, out of the box. Different, I would put it. I had a friend who made a joke. He took a date for the first time to see that movie, and he regretted it. And if you haven't seen that movie, you'll know why. It's at the end. There's a part at the end that's just kind of uncomfortable. Just really funny. Not a good date movie for the first date. I, I'm just warning everybody. That is very good dating advice. Don't do it. Don't take your girl to see Midsommar. Well, unless she's into that, then you're okay. But just that, make sure that you know she likes horror. That's second date material, not first date material. No, no. First date material is Happy Tree Friends. If anyone's familiar... If anyone's we can't be familiar. down with Happy Tree Friends. We can't be friends at all. Uh, dude, I love Happy Tree Friends. That stuff gets me every time. I remember watching that in seventh grade for some reason. Like someone, Dude, same. Yeah, too early. I, I was too young for that, and it was beautiful. It was. <laughs> Especially, um, what's his name? Flip, the one, the the, the veteran one yeah. who loses his mind. Flippy or whatever. Oh, my God. I, I love watching Happy Tree Friends. <laughs> that whole thing is, is messed up. And it's just ironic. Like, I've watched so many like, very random shows and movies in uh, school. Happy Tree Friends being one of them. And The Watch being another one. That was a rated R movie. I don't know why we were watching it, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> enough about my school experiences. Carrie, so like, what are some of your favorite horror movies that you've seen? Hmm. Well, I guess for newer movies, there's this movie nobody knows about that I like to talk about. I did a project once in college about it. It's called The Interview. And and uh, I don't know where you can watch it, but it's like, uh, when did it come out? It came out maybe like 2017, 2018. And it was uh, about a bunch of people who got invited to like a private house kind of traditional style and they're all you know like secluded but it, it really took a twist for the, the the worst was it the interview i think or was that the one with uh no the invitation uh -huh, that's what it Let's is because the interview i think that was the kim jong-un one they did yeah me too that's yeah. why i'm like hmm, hold on a minute no the invitation came out in 2015 and um i would highly recommend that that's one of my favorite horror movies that's not like old and then i'm a big fan of like you know, obviously, um, Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm a big fan of Edward Scissorhands. My all-time favorite movie ever is Sweeney Todd. I have a Sweeney Todd tattoo, actually, of Johnny Depp on the back of my leg. <laughs> 
Johnny nice. Depp, if you if you watch this, I have a tattoo of you. We're gonna make I'm, Johnny Depp watch this. I'm sure we got M's all over Twitter. Everybody, please tag Johnny Depp. We can definitely do that. We can definitely get him. Hopefully, just have him listen to the whole radio station. Then he's like, "Oh wow, he has a tattoo of me!" Like midway through the broadcast. <laughs> but yeah, Sweeney Todd is one of my all-time favorites, and I like that it's a musical. I think that that's kind of cool um, for a horror movie. If you guys haven't seen that, that's a good one for any classic musical fans out there. I know about it. I haven't actually watched it, but uh, I'll have to watch it now. I'll, I'll have to. I, I love musicals. Yeah, it's really good. Johnny Depp sings. I didn't know he could sing, so I was very impressed because I'm I'm used to him. I feel like the first thing I saw him in was really was Pirates. Yep. So I'm so I'm so used to like Captain Jack that when I saw him singing in a musical, I was like, "What the fuck?" I got a jar of dirt. <laughs> he actually does sing and play guitar. He's actually in a, a band too, which is kind of funny. Uh, he's with uh, Joe Perry and Alice Cooper in the Hollywood Vampires. And yeah, he's, oh, really? Yeah. Wait, seriously? Yeah. Uh, definitely check out. He sings Heroes. You know, the David Bowie song Heroes. He sings that. Honestly, it's amazing. Like, check it out. Honestly. Yeah. He is a great vocalist. I was very impressed. I had no idea he could sing until I saw that movie. Yeah, I didn't know, period. Yeah, I didn't know uh, about him singing Swinging Top. I do know that from a musician side of being uh, with the Hollywood Vampires, he's a very impressive musician and vocalist. Sweeney Todd's slowly becoming a classic. So it came out in 2007, so it's like it's getting older at this point, you know. It, it, you can tell when you watch it, like the CG and stuff is a little dated, but in, in a way that's like charming. So I really like it. I think it's slowly becoming a classic at this point. Man, I, I just did a Chucky photo shoot. I gotta rewatch oh, Chucky. Is. I gotta rewatch Chucky. My mom actually, she told me she watched Chucky way too young and she'll never watch it again. It like horrified her. It's like so funny. The first one is like just a slow build that like, it's like super suspenseful. It is very well done. It's really good. It's a classic, man. It's so good. And when did it come out too? It was like- Was it the 80s? The, like, the 80s still, I think. I think like late, late 80s. 80s. I'll and check it, real quick. 88? November 9th, 1988 was when the first Child's Play movie dropped. Nice. I thought it debuted after Halloween. That's kind of I funny. know! Classic. <laughs> you think Halloween's done? No, here's Child's Play. It was like, it's like Billy Mays. But wait, there's more! <laughs> Very true. Honestly, like that's one of my favorites, Child's Play. As I said, just a suspense and build with it. You kind of have a suspicion about the doll, but it's not revealed right away what's going on, but oh, it's it's good. Yeah, really good movie. I'm like, I was really excited to finally do a cosplay of Chucky. That was fun. Was that your first one this year? For yes, Chucky? yeah. I actually did it yesterday. Oh, so, nice. so super fresh. That'll be coming out soon. Um, and my buddy, he does all film photography. So we have to wait now for it to be developed, which I think is neat. I like I like that he goes old school instead of like the classic uh, digital where I can get them back pretty fast. It's like now I actually have to wait and build suspense. It feels like we're in the 80s. <laughs> That's it. Nice tie-in. Yeah, I saw you shared hey. the the Polaroid of it uh, on your social media uh, today, actually. So I did see that. Let's be real. Everything was better in the 80s and 90s. A lot of good stuff was out during that time. Well, I think, yeah. let's see, when did the original Saw come out? Because those movies are so good. Uh, I think it was late 90s or 2000, I want to say. Let's see. Because there was like four of them, right? 2004, actually. 2004. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I never got into Saw so much because like, I'm not a huge, like, super gore kind of guy. I, I can watch some of it, like the Rob Zombie ones, like, I can tolerate, but like, I don't know, there's something different with Saw. Yeah, Saw's yeah. definitely a gore factor, for sure. Like, if you don't really like gore and, like, suspenseful, like, uh, like bloody horror, it's not for you. Because that's all it is. Like, if people just die. Everybody dies. Like, it's, it's like a death royale. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a nice way of describing it. It's accurate. I might have to use that term now for stuff. Oh, please, please <laughs> do. I'm going to have to steal that. Quote of the year, boys and girls. That's right. Yeah, the, the Saw ones just always got me. Like I never really got into them too much just because it's just of how gory it is. But yeah, I guess it's very impressive. It looks super real, but obviously no one actually died in real life. You know, the actors are still fine. It's always amazing, like, the amount of effects and makeup and everything that goes into making those movies look like that. Yeah, I think for me, I really like The Saws because it's one of the only movies that make me, like, go, ugh. Like, I would not want to be in that situation. It's like smiled spoilers, but I think the one where the guy has to stick his hands in the needles is the one yeah. that, got, that got me. I like, it's still to this day, like, cringe at that scene because I just do not like the thought of, like, that many needles. Like, ugh. They did a, such a good job at picking things that they knew would make people be like, oh, oh no, I wouldn't do that. No way. Instead of just like, let's kill this person off randomly. Yeah, the funny thing uh, about that scene, I know a little bit be like behind the scenes of it, is they accidentally put real needles in, so you had to fish all the real needles out and then put all the stage needles in. So they accidentally oh. ordered, they ordered Wait, did they actually? Needles. Well, no, no. They, they found them all before they did the scene, but they accidentally ordered real needles. And they had to go through and redo, like, pick through everything and make sure there wasn't any real needles in there. Jeez. That would have hurt like a mother. Yeah, I would not have wanted to be that actor who, like, has to risk there being a needle in there. Before they shot it, they did find them all. But luckily they caught it that they're like, oh, shoot, there's actual real needles we ordered instead of the stage ones. But yeah, that would not have been very fun because, like, I'm not a huge fan of needles anyway uh, for anything. So, like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Imagine if they didn't catch it. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so much worse. Real saw. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the one scene that got me is the um, the one girl, like, to get the key, like, she had to, like, stick her, like, arm through it, like, it was, like, a razor blade, what, I don't know, contraption box, whatever. That one got me, because, like, again, I don't like razor blades or needles or sharp stuff or anything like that, uh, especially, like, the wrists and stuff that's got to hurt. Oh, yeah, no, we need our, we need our fingies. I need my fingers. I don't like sharp stuff either. Yeah, so I I only saw like the first one and that was pretty much it. I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I don't need to see anymore. I'm surprised. Yeah. This, they did pretty good. I don't know. They I think there's like six or seven now, but... Yeah, they did one recently too, like in like yeah, 20 or something yeah. like that. I think they had yeah. a new... That was, like, when, I, when, I was first, when I first saw the reverse bear trap, I'm like, yep, I'm done. Like, that's, that's, what, that's what did it. I'm like, nope, I'm good. The, the newest one was actually good. I've, I'm amazed that they've made so many and they still come up with new like contraptions and things to, that are interesting. They're a bunch of sadists. <laughs> they hire some good people. <laughs> yeah. Good job, please. <laughs> I, I think you definitely come up with some good stuff. I want to make some spooky-ass props. Movie stuff is fun, especially, like, I think just the thought of making it look as super real as possible, uh, I think that's just always cool. Yeah, there's a, there's another movie that was really good that, that was called, I think it was called The Collector, and I thought that one was, re yeah, that, that's, it's called The Collector. It came out in 2009, and that movie is kind of similar to Saw, but it's just, like, one character. It, it was really good. That's another movie I'd recommend to anybody who's, like, a horror fan. Uh, probably one of my top favorites I've seen over the years. I think I've heard of the the idea of it or the uh, the name, but I'm not super familiar with it. But I'm definitely going to check it out because, again, it's October. It's spooky season. So you should watch horror movies 24-7. Yeah. This one's not as gory. This one's a lot more like, like, fuck, I would not want to be that person. 
and you like feels real it feels like you could be that person that's trapped there yeah i'm definitely i'm gonna check that out uh i, I like the idea behind it and uh, less gory than saw is a more of a selling point for me i would have to agree with you on that like less like less super gore the better in my opinion because I, mean, I can't even watch that that's why like, I, I feel like final destination is cool because it's not super gory and it's like got the comedy elements they're another series that has had like a lot of success with being able to make more kind of like saw there's a lot of them those are good because there's actually like an actual story that like interconnects obviously with you know between the movies as well but i really do like that just the actual the storytelling in there as you said with the comedy elements and uh, other things in there too i do i do like the final destination series yeah there's five of them and they actually link a little better than the saws do i feel like they carry forward concept yeah, I, really well i do agree final destination has gotten me like ptsd on one thing i never drive behind trucks that are carrying logs i was gonna say the same thing <laughs> or like anything that looks unsafe i'm like i'm not following you i'm i'm going around as fast as possible i'm gonna speed at 90 just to get in front of you like no thank you <laughs> Yeah, that, that's like traumatized the whole generation of drivers now for like, just if you grew up watching that before you started driving or around the same time as you were driving, you're like, nope, I'm not doing this. No death for me today. Yeah, that scared the hell out of me. I'm like, oh, lovely. Let me put my signal on and get around this bastard because I don't want to die. Oh, boy. Yeah, luckily I live in the Midwest and there's like very little trees and logs ever so I don't have to worry about that. Lucky bastard. Yeah. yeah no, uh, here in New England we've got plenty of trees and lots of logs and um, yeah we don't drive behind them. I can confirm. It's like the number one rule. <laughs> don't drive behind the logs. <laughs> Step one. Everything else is fine but just don't do that ever. Oh you're going one India on the highway? That's fine. Just don't drive behind the logs. Yeah, you know, I usually complain about like the snow here in Indiana, but like honestly, I think you guys probably get hit worse than me in New England. Oh yeah, we get much worse. <laughs> yeah, we get a lot of snow here, and I'm short, so like half the time the snow comes up to like my chest, and I'm like, oh, am I gonna die like in snow? Is this gonna <laughs> fall on me, and I'm just gonna drown in the snow? Like that's a horror movie for you. You, you gotta watch out for the icicles, like the huge ones. You gotta be careful of those big old icicles. Didn't they do a movie on that Black Christmas or whatever the hell it was called? Was it? Was it? Like they did. They did a horror movie involving Christmas, so I'm trying to remember the name of that. Yeah, Black Christmas Horror Thriller 2019. Was that was that it? I think so. See, nice tie-in. I wasn't even trying for that. Yeah, because I know the decorations are killing people, I think. Yeah. No, it's not even a joke. <laughs> but just the idea of that, you know, like, just having Christmas ordinance just attack you, is, that's just funny. I find that very funny. Oh, there's a 1974 version. I love the tie-in between Christmas and, and like horror, because I'm a big Christmas fan, but I like horror more. So like when they get to get combined, like ooh, I just I love it so much. Oh, like Krampus. Yeah, I uh, Krampus. that shit was horrifying. That is messed the Jack up, in the Box just eats the kid. I'm like, oh hell no. <laughs> Krampus is a great movie. Remember, kids, be good, or else he's gonna kill your asses and your family. That took a turn. <laughs> yes, it did. I wasn't trying to go for the tie-in, but I like that we got there. That is awesome. I'm just wanted to say I started that, though. Yes, you did. Uh, Miss Gary Carey, what do you have come up for the rest of this year? How are you going to close out 2021? And what's the future plans for next year, 2022? So this year, I'm, I'm finishing up some cute photo shoots. Um, I'm doing the pumpkin head. I might do a Catwoman, which will be kind of cool be before nice. Halloween. But uh, mostly the band's finally been playing some shows. So we're going to be playing some shows in November and December. I think we're hitting... Let me see. We're hitting Connecticut. What place? 
We're hitting Wilmingford, Connecticut. Wilmingford, um, Cherry, Cherry Street Station on 11-19, um, which is November. And then we'll be playing Rhode Island the next day, 11-20, at the FET. And then uh, I'm really excited. I can't totally reveal anything about the show but we are playing at the vault on the 4th of december Ooh. in new bedford which is my home uh, i was born and raised in new bedford so i'm pumped to play at the vault so anybody that's actually local to massachusetts might actually be able to make our show this time but uh yeah closing the year out with a few big bangers um definitely dressing up for the november shows we always do spooky horror paint anyways um and then i might do some, something cool for christmas y'all are making me want to cosplay krampus for the christmas show do it do it, do it. it'd be a lot of work but i kind of want to Go for it. make the fur bottoms and like cool horns so yeah, if you guys come to the vault, maybe I'll be dressed as Krampus. You've already sent me the information for the Connecticut one, so I can plan out how I gotta get there because I do want to show up. Yeah, please, Cherry Street Station. I will send you the info. Anybody, please, anybody out in Connecticut that wants to come hear us play, that'd be rad. Uh, we don't hit Connecticut too often, so. Plus, it'd be nice to actually finally meet you in person. Yeah, I'd love that. I gotta get a poster. Hug. I gotta get a poster and have you sign it. We gotta, please. we gotta do that. <laughs> our art is cool it's from a girl from the netherlands um she does really like viking style artwork for the ep and the designs we have so we've got a few posters of those designs available that we can sign for you oh sweet i've been looking all over hell for the posters i haven't been able to find one i know i need to put some online i'm so bad we've been uh swamped with uh booking shows and just been so busy i haven't had any time to add the posters to yeah the yeah as soon as they're up tell me i'm gonna buy one i got you man i will pop them up there Sweet. Uh, anyone interested, what are the best ways to follow you, your work, and Sunsinger as well? So probably for Sunsinger would be Facebook. Um, we do have an Instagram, but we don't really use it. And then we also have a website that's uh, it's praisethesunsinger.com. If you want to check out, we got free music um, and all our merch on there. And then for me, uh, I mostly do Instagram. You can just find me at Miss Scary Carrie. Uh, I post about music, I post about my digital artwork and drawings and then my modeling. So if anybody's interested in that, it's another way to follow the band. I always talk about the band on there, so you'll never miss a beat with me. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're mostly on Facebook for Sunsinger, and then we are on Spotify, Apple Music, all that fun jazz. Sunsinger's all one word, so just give us a look up and uh, you can listen to what we have out now. Our second EP is should be coming out in spring. So um, we're dropping a single really soon. We're just waiting on a music video with COVID. It took a little while to plan that out, but that's finally in the works. So I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm definitely look forward to listening to the new single. I really like Ace of Cups Part 1. I really enjoy that. We'll be spinning Bloodborne coming up very soon off that EP. Uh, I look forward to uh, the follow-up to that as well. Yeah, we're pumped. We, uh, we definitely took too long with the pandemic to release the second part of Ace of Cups. So we can't wait to get that out. And then we'll be very quickly dropping some new singles right after that. Just keeping it going. I'm very excited, too. And I love the art from Ace of Cups Part 1. So I cannot wait to see the next art for the other ones. I'm get, super excited. I'll give a little secret. We did a male version of the character for the second half. So it's, oh. cool. it's, it's very similar, but it's a, it's a male that matches. And then we're going to have a special design with the two figures together for sale. Ooh. So. When that comes out, you better notify me because I'm going to have to get one. I'll be sending it to you right away. Like, here they are. Yes. <laughs> Exclusive. I also just realized something. The website, is that a Dark Souls reference? Praise the Sun? Oh, absolutely. Knew it. I knew it. 
How do you Sun think Sun they have Sunslinger is a Dark Souls reference. Just even our name. I did catch on to that. I just didn't want to like say it in case I was wrong. <laughs> but the website just clicked it into my head. Absolutely. Anyone yeah. who likes Dark Souls can be our friend instantly. Fuck yeah. I just started playing Dark Souls like this year, so I'm I'm hip to all of it, so I'm good. Dark You're Souls. in on it now, you know. <laughs> the best joke of Dark Souls, I died in level one. What is this? Dark Souls? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Dark Souls is brutal. Get used to dying. <laughs> imagine doing imagine pulling off the no campfire challenge. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. If you want to test your patience and see how see how uh, patient you are or stuff, just play Dark Souls for like ten minutes. <laughs> just ten minutes is all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> then, then you hear then you hear the person playing it from the upstairs. Fuck! <laughs> like they're just losing their mind. And that's Dark Souls in a nutshell. This is why I like to watch the boys play Dark Souls and not play myself because I would just get too frustrated. I'm not a good enough gamer. I'm just I I would I would die constantly. Yeah, I, I feel that. I have the art book though. I love the artwork, so I have the like nice hard copy art book of all the designs and like monsters. The graphics and artwork is it's super good. Like I, I play uh, Dark Souls three because a friend said, "Hey, you should play this," and I was like, "Okay, cool." And then it took me a month to get past the one, the first boss, and I was like, "Oh, I hate you." But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that'll happen. And, and the graphics and artwork is just insanely good, and just it's very unique. Especially I like the winter levels because they just look so amazing. They do. Yeah, artwork is definitely on point. Very beautiful game. Zach, you got anything else to add or should we wrap this up? I think we should just wrap this up because I we, agree. we went well over what we decided. We got plenty of content. Oh, yeah. most definitely. Uh, Miss Gary, thanks so much for hanging out with us here on First Listen Media. First interview for our first broadcast. And of course, who else but someone who's always in with the spooky season, Miss Gary Carey. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I had a fucking blast. Of course, please check out Stream Sport. Give a like to Sunsinger. This is Carrie from Sunsinger, and you're listening to First Listen Media. Here is, I think, Zach's favorite song and my favorite song as well. This is Bloodborne. <laughs>
So that intense, hard-hitting song was the latest single from a killer band from Wisconsin who we both interviewed, I want to say. I believe we have. Yes, we have, as he's confirming with a nod, which they're a really awesome band who I really enjoy because I really like the message in their song. Very uplifting. But I mean, it deals obviously with heavier and darker topics and themes, but there's always a positive message in it. What do you think, Zach? Dude, absolutely. Especially Welcome Back to Darkness, which is, we're not playing night here today, but it's one of my personal favorites. And the message there is just so hard hitting. Like I've cried, I'm gonna be real, I've cried a few times when listening to that because I was really emotionally backed up with a lot of shit and it just all came out when I listened to that song. So I couldn't agree with you more, man. Well, her group itself, it just hits really hard and there's such a empowering message with her music. Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. Check out Evernor. I, I really like the latest single, Now No One Sleeps, just because of the intensity of those vocals. I mean, it, their music is intense regardless, but I think just that latest single, just the vocals are just, I don't know, there's an extra edge on them. I think they're just way more intense than um, what they have been, but I think it's cool. I like the direction they're going. With that song, No One Sleeps, you can literally feel and hear the emotion in those vocals. Oh yeah, definitely. So Zach, what do we got coming up next? Next, we have our friends All Miles Gone and their song, Smile. This one's another hard hitter. I got to work with them a while back, and it's just a really painful kind of song, if I'm going to be totally honest. But at the same time, those are some of the best songs you can listen to because they help you fight your demons. Yeah, definitely. I, I like the, the term smile, too, because like with the song, it's kind of like you're forcing yourself to smile, like you're trying to be happy when obviously you're not that kind of thing. Obviously, talking about depression and again, trying to just act happy to please others. Most definitely, and it's just such a beautiful song, in my opinion. Yeah, I will 
Dead to Me by my good friends Kaleido, who are currently on tour with Sebastian Bach. Which is a tremendous opportunity, and I'm very happy for my friends. I'll be seeing them in November at uh, the Clyde Theater in Fort Wayne. I'm very excited to see them again. And Zach, if you don't mind, I'm going to take a minute or two to talk about the importance of Kaleido, especially very recently with my latest interview with them. Uh, I interviewed them back in August. I know there's, in my personal life, I was caught up in a lot of turmoil and issues around that time. But like talking to them, interviewing with them at the eclectic room, and like 
just hearing their feedback, like they really liked how I interviewed, the energy I brought, and it was very fun interview. Like hearing that, told them what kind of what was going on with me. They said, "Don't give up. Don't let other people drag you down and just be like give up because of them. Keep doing what you're doing, and just find either other people to work with, or if you have to work alone, you know, obviously do that. Obviously, I'm working with great people because I'm with Zach right now. But it's just really cool. Just how it really relit the spark. Cause I was kind of feeling like I was in a rut with stuff. So to really relight the fire in me to continue doing stuff more busy than I was in August and I have great stuff lined up so really cool I'm glad I was able to share that moment with them and definitely check out Kaleido if you want to see them live they will bring so much energy and they will literally rock your face off I'm very grateful to Kaleido for talking to me for those brief couple minutes it really helped me get my mind straight and I'm forever grateful so thank you dude that's wonderful man and i love that like relighting the spark like i know how that feels too actually relighting my own spark is what got me to start my program in the first place because i was in such a bad mental place after what i went through and then music got me to relight that spark and i just went with it rolled with it and here we are now especially if you're feeling just like you're kind of burning out or just not where you want to be just like it takes just a nice you know one person or a band or music to really go like yeah i can get through this like i know what i can do and just keep going i think that's super powerful without a doubt my friend you nailed it you nailed it perfectly so now let's get down to business brutal business that is yeah i know how to do a transition Mm, let's do it man the next song we have here is called judgment by our friends over at Endbringer. this band is insane and they started their band primarily to write music they didn't want to start cover they didn't want to have a ghostwriter they made a band solely just for writing music and i think they have their heads in the right place and they're just going with it and here is judgment by Endbringer. Of course you
Second on the brutal business list, well, fourth technically, is Salt of the Earth by our friends over at Skies of Terra. This band is absolutely great to work with. They are literal comedians, and the cool thing is they don't actually have a drummer. They program their drums in after they record, which I think is pretty interesting. I've seen that with bass players, that they will just program like the bass in it. But yeah, it is interesting. I think some bands, like I know if you know the Spider Accomplice, which I know you've interviewed, their main reason of you know not having more band members is just because it's hard to communicate and it's hard to get a full-time band together so sometimes it is easier with less pieces especially the beauty of technology that you can pretty much just program stuff in i think that's pretty cool i know some bring in like a just a touring drummer i've seen bands do that where they'll record everything but then just bring in like uh, not a full-time member just you know someone to play drums and they you know, switched out every tour or whatever what else do we got going on well for all of us anime fans out there, we have a metal group from Canada called Linkanthro, and they made a song that we're playing tonight called Evangelion, which a lot of you anime fans know is one of the most best and mind-breaking animes ever released. The dude, James, the, the main founder, he is also a huge fan of anime, and he had to include this with his newest album, Mark of the Wolf, which is now out. You can get a digitally CD. The dude was so much fun to work with, and he's a really down-earth guy. Like I said, here's Evangelion by Lincanthro. Hey, this is James Delbridge from Lincanthro, and you're listening to First Listen Media. Stay metal, my friends!
then bringing it back, we traveled from Canada to Michigan with that one. That was my friend's letters from Abel from the Motor City. So I had the opportunity to interview them around the release of their EP In Your House, which featured the ballad of Johnny Rocket, which we just featured on this show. Honestly, I saw them at a show where I was literally the only person who came to the show. I was the only person other than the promoters and bands. I was the only fan and they still put on a killer show. They acted like there was a bunch of people there. They acted like there was a hundred thousand people there. They were true rock stars. If you're looking for some great rock music, definitely check out Letters from Abel. They just released a new acoustic version of Mind of a Misfit, which is very awesome. So definitely check out Letters from Abel. Dude, I'll, I'll have to give, I'll have to do it, man. I'm gonna, I'll have to give them a look soon as soon as possible because that already sounds very, very pleasing. Yeah, they're, they're definitely awesome. I know they got some shows coming up as well, so I've been obviously with scheduling and stuff hard to hard to get out to see them. But yeah, definitely give them a listen. It's just as I said, really great rock music, and they're just awesome people to hang out with too. Oh, I can I can already tell just from how you mentioned all this. Being in Indiana, I always tap into the Detroit music scene because it's always flourishing with different and up and coming artists so it's always very cool to see who you have out there but also they were actually recommended to me by another band they said hey you'll really like them you should definitely give them a listen so that's how that came about speaking, speaking of detroit huge shout out to our friends red brick road for making us some killer music you guys rock they're very awesome another band both of us have interviewed and yeah, thank you so much for the intro music because it rocks. It's really awesome. And it kind of has their own style to it as well. Honestly, yeah, you go check them out. Amazing band. Up next, we have our friends from Brazil, Axti, and their song, Walk Away. Axti is such a hard-hitting group. I worked with them a while back and the vocalist, music got him out of depression just like it did me. And all of his songs are based off of fighting your demons, getting yourself together and a lot of wholesome messages. And here is Walk Away by Axti. So 
with a band from Wisconsin. So I went from Brazil to Wisconsin and this is Lines of Loyalty. And that was I'm Not the One. Very awesome rock band. I had the opportunity to interview them twice. They're great people to hang out with. I've seen them live three times and I'm actually planning to see them live again coming up soon. They always just put on a great show. They're a three-piece band. They act like there's just more to them. I don't really know how to describe it, if you know what I mean. They feel like there's like more people with them or something. I don't know. They're they're just always rocking out everywhere they go. Cool dudes to hang out with. I had technical difficulties during my first interview, and they just played it off so well. It was just so much fun. Even with the technical difficulties, they still made it very enjoyable. You know, some people get a little upset. Stuff doesn't go right or proper, and... They just played it off really well. They've been touring all over the Midwest, so if you get a chance, definitely see them live. And I've heard they're working on a new song, and I had the opportunity to listen to it in a van. Definitely not sketchy at all. It sounds very cool. They're including some different elements. I can't give away too much, obviously, but be on the lookout for that. It will really blow your mind. Did you get free candy? No, actually, no, I didn't. No, I didn't sit here, listen to the song. All right, kick you out, bye. Damn, big van, did you have that? <laughs> Yeah. And speaking of great bands from Wisconsin that I've interviewed, definitely not oddly specific at all. Uh, the Almas have been really rocking lately. They are currently on tour with Once Around, and they will be touring with A Light Divided, which if you don't know who they are, really great. A female-fronted rock band. I'll be seeing them coming up very soon as well. We'll be featuring from the Almas. This is off their latest album that they just released in January. And that was entitled True Cells. Great hard rock music, but also they threw in some slower songs in there as well, which I really enjoyed. It had nice balance to it. And just the amount of production they put into True Cells, I think is really amazing. Plus, I've done two interviews with them, and it's always been a fun time. And obviously, we created a little bit of controversy because they claim that Pluto is a planet. I always have a little controversy when they almost show up. But definitely, they tour a lot. I think they're going like on three tours coming up very soon. I think they just finished a tour, and now they're on tour with Once Around, A Light Divided for another tour, and Otep for another tour. Extremely hardworking band. I really enjoy them. Always fun to hang out with. So here is uh, True Cells. This is Hellraiser.
Yeah. 
All right, so followed up the Almos with a great band from New York. You should be familiar with them if you follow anything I do because they are good friends of mine. That was Wild Street with Set It Off. That is off their brand new album, Wild Street 3. I had the opportunity to interview Wild Street as a band and the front man, Eric Jake. They just like having fun. They always rock out. They always sound good. The effort they put into Wild Street 3 is way different from their first two albums. For the vocals and some parts of Set It Off was actually like drum effects with the vocals. I, he was explaining it. I wasn't completely following because a little bit more technical, but it was really cool just the different effects they used for Wild Street 3, which you should check out because it's out and you should give it a listen. And I own a signed copy of it, so just saying. That's amazing. I always, I always love getting signed copies from the groups we work with. It's it's just like shows that we did it. Like we're here. We're doing this now. Like Reality Suite, Red Brick Road. I got signed stuff by them. I'm actually getting a signed vinyl from our friends at Edge of Paradise. So I'm really excited to get that in. And like the weird thing about me, like I want to meet every band I've interviewed, which I know obviously some are going to be hard. You know, I live in the United States and some of them don't, but it's just so cool to like actually get to meet the person or band and be like, dude, we talked to like, you know, two years ago and now I'm actually meeting you or something. Like, I always have my CDs with me. Like, hey, I know we're here. Can you please sign this? Because I really like you guys and I want to actually get this signed because you guys are so cool. Oh, so it's just cool. Physical copies are awesome. Them. So please, if you like CDs or vinyl or hell, if you like cassettes, I know those are coming back for some reason. You know, it really helps the bands too, because, you know, physical copies help out way more than streaming. You know, still stream if you can, but get a signed copy too, because it's cool. It's amazing. I speak from experience with that. It's always nice having a signed copy. Oh, and yeah. just it's just beautiful for like, because I have really big ass speakers. When I play like physical copies, you just, it's just, it blares more than what I would do through streaming. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I like putting in the CDs in my car because all I have is a CD player because my car is a 2003. It hits differently playing it on a computer or a phone. Like actually hearing the bass in the car, it's a, a very cool experience. Dude, you lucky. My truck's a 92. I only have a cassette player in that thing. My first car only had a cassette player. That was a 2000. Uh, so now I've moved up from cassettes to CDs. Yeah. And maybe give me like four more cars and I'll be with Bluetooth. So just give me like 12 years. Actually, they make um, radios you can install that have Bluetooth that are compatible. I'm getting one for my truck. I know, but I don't want to feel like messing with that, man. Yeah, I, have I have family who know how to do it, so they're installing it for me. But oh, it's, it. but yeah, it's like <laughs> my old truck. It's a 1992 GT Sonoma. So it's like one of those old pickups, the tiny little pickups. And I was like, I have to connect my phone through the radio converter since I have one of those. I'm just blasting like half the stuff I listen to. It's... <laughs> So fun. Nice. Uh, All right. Well, moving on from cars, what do we got coming up next? Well, we got the last song from Brutal Business that you're going to hear today, and it is called Corridor by our friends at Nine Stitch Method. One of the members is the owner of the label itself, our good friend Patrick. In the chat, we always call him Mr. Wombat, but that's... <laughs> That's thanks to Dakota. I've heard a lot of great things about Patrick, though, honestly. He's a really good dude. I'll see. He invited me to work on his team, and I love it. It's like being a part of that team has just been a beautiful experience, uh, and I just simply love it. I feel so happy being able to do stuff like this, and I want to keep that train going. Right, and once again, here is Corridor from Nine Stitch Method.
No, heavy track, and this one was actually picked by me. I know I've been picking more hard rock songs, but that was a true metal song. That was my friend's Bermuda's Burden, also from Indiana, from the capital Indianapolis. I had the opportunity to recently interview them in person. Well, that whole weekend was something just because I was at a punk show. I was covering a punk show, so I was uh, interviewing two bands. I was taking live footage. And then I stayed over the night. Hey, I'll be in Indianapolis for an extra day. You want to do an interview? Like, yeah, let's do it. So they're very cool to work with. What I really like about Bermuda's Burden is the intense screaming Cyan does. And it's very interesting because she learned it by watching YouTube videos. That concept is very funny because like you're just yelling at a screen to try to, you know, obviously 
do have a better technique and method, but I just think the concept of that is just hilarious. Yeah, I love that. That's great. <laughs> it really is. That song was the latest single, Tarot, which is very cool, at least for me, listening, because you hear it live, and it starts off, like, I saw them live before I actually started listening to them, because they played a show with the other LA and City of the Week, and Misunderstood, and that was just a killer show. They got a pit started, and usually, opening bands getting pit started is very unheard of, especially nowadays, but it was cool. But yeah, Tarot starts off kind of slow, so like you don't exactly know how is the song going to go, but after the first almost minute and a half, kicks into screaming, and the song just really changes. But yeah, definitely check out Bermuda's Burden. I have to see them live again. They just deliver a killer show, so definitely check them out. I'll probably go to another show with them, because it's just, it's cool to see like people, as I think you are familiar with, people you're friends with, but like you go to a show like just for fun instead of like getting another interview with you guys or like you're out here to take photos or video or whatever. It's just like I'm here just to show up to have fun. It's a different experience. I haven't gone to too many concerts this year just for fun. It's usually just to interview people. So I think it's, uh, it's definitely a different experience. Dude, pits are amazing. I miss the old Moshpit days of Warp Tour. Like, I, I haven't been to a concert since COVID, and I really do miss going to those festivals, seeing those mosh pits, hanging out with the bands. It's just, I miss that life so much. I always look at the Wacken uh, Open Air Festival pits because those are the weirdest pits you'll ever see. Like, I saw a huge wall of death. I think it was taken a couple of years ago, which was insane because they got the whole crowd to do the wall of death. So, like, you just see uh, pretty much two lines of people. They all went from a huge... Uh, area to like just in the middle which is insane to see but then the village people i don't know if you're familiar with the village people they got a pit started at whack and open air and i think that's rock and roll i think that's really rock and roll that's punk rock dude walls of death are so funny it's like, you got that one friend who's never been to show in his life him oh that's a mosh pit me just went to the wall of death him the what and they just don't know what to expect <laughs> I think it's definitely interesting i tend to avoid the wall of death and mosh pits just because um I, I mean, I got neck issues. I don't need any more help with that situation. So, like, I just kind of avoid it. But it, it's cool to see, and it's, it's nice to actually see people getting more involved in it because it means they really like the music. I think that's a big thing. Yeah, like, I'm on you with that because I have back problems myself, and it's like, I don't need to make that worse, but I love watching them go down. Oh, it's yeah. It's just so much fun. Definitely for sure. So, if you feel inclined and you're at a show, get a mosh pit started. It'd be awesome. Like, you know, like go to an acoustic set, get a mosh pit started. <laughs> So where is that'll happen? Just, just a giant ass wall of death. <laughs> All for like an acoustic set. That would be imagine, imagine a wall, a wall of death for an acoustic set. It's just like wow, that's unexpected. That would be oh, kind of cool though. That'd be amazing. Up next, we got another artist who we both interviewed. She's appeared on my show twice, season one and season two. She's a dark rock artist from Denver, Colorado, and recently she just released a brand new album entitled Morbid Illusion. Currently signed to DI Records. There's our friend Sharon, who I really enjoyed interviewing because it's always obviously talking about her music, which is very deep. There's many layers to it, as I think you know, with uh, interviewing her as well. There's always things that you have to listen a couple times to actually pick up on. Oh, yeah. I can definitely agree with you on that. And her music is amazing, to say the very least. She's a really cool artist. I know she's got some shows coming up Halloween weekend, so that's pretty cool. Good for her to actually get some more shows going, especially out there in uh, Denver. And I know, I believe, I don't know if the show got rescheduled, but she was supposed to open for Adelie's Way, which is I think is a very big accomplishment. Oh, most definitely. That That is, like, astounding. So please show us your support. Give a like, Sharon. Very, 
cool artist. Also, check out her interviews. We both interviewed her, and it's always different, uh, you know, interviewing her. She has so much to talk about that you can't necessarily cover all in just like one interview. Like, we both had very different interviews talking about even just kind of the same stuff. There's still always different uh, layers and meanings to everything. Definitely. So this is Screaming Into Oblivion by Sharon. Actually, before I kick this song off, talk about it real quick, because I know it really hit hard for you. You want to talk about that a little bit? Just the emotion inside of it alone was enough to make me tear up. And just sitting through it multiple times, it just made me think about how my life took a turn from when I was, my, my mental suffering through that great big seven-day insomnia trip after everything I suffered through to where I am now. It's just like the change I took thanks to music was just overwhelming, to say the least. And songs like this really wake me up to that to make me realize that I made the right choice. And definitely, you really did. I'm glad, obviously, we're still here. We're doing awesome collaborations like this one but again it just shows the, the power of music and how obviously Sharon wrote to me into oblivion obviously from her perspective but it's very cool to actually like with you and I assume other people as well that it really connects with everyone who's listened to it because I think depression is very relatable especially putting in the songs that people like and understand I think it just makes it more relatable and I think it's the personification of depression especially in the music video I don't know if you've seen the music video for it but it's really personifying depression in ways and images that people can really understand and even if they haven't battled depression, that they can still understand what people are going through. That's a big reason why I love Atena and half the other artists I worked with, because that sort of like set is very visible to people who don't even have it. Yeah, definitely. Very well done, especially your whole Morbid Illusion album. You really got to listen to it front to back. I think it's very well done. I think she's really uh, stepped up her songwriting. I, I really liked her last album, Reflections, but Morbid Illusion just hits differently. It really does. It, it does. I can definitely agree you on that. It's like each song had his own twist on that kind of mindset and it's just it, it sinks in really well that's a good way to put it definitely without further ado this is screaming into oblivion by sharon give it a listen all the echoes of the walls no one hears me when i call in the emptiness and all the times i fall in the darkness here i lay lost the light of
song from our friends from Poland. These guys I worked with a very long time ago when I first got started with my broadcast. They were episode three. They are called Mentally Blind. It's their song, One for No One, part of the Stage Zero album. To wrap things up and have a very, very happy Halloween, we have Meet Me at the Downbeat by Big Fat Meanies. These people were so much fun to work with. They were just an overall blast. Like, honestly, when, when, when they saw what I was wearing, they're all like, dude, we all love anime too. So just seeing that kind of excitement from a t-shirt alone at while I'm like halfway through the interview was so much fun. Honestly, if you haven't checked them out, check them out now. They have some new songs coming out soon, which I'm very, very excited for. And overall, their style is just out of this world. They mix so many elements together. And the fact that they started out with people in college who just wanted to make a band, and now they're here, it's a beautiful thing. And these people are also signed under DI Records, our dear friends. And without further ado, wrap things up and have a happy Halloween. Here is Big Fat Meanies, Meet Me at the Downbeat.
Once again, that was Meet Me at the Downbeat by Big Fat Meanies. Also, make sure to check out their latest single, Yellow Moose, that was released at the beginning of October. Very awesome, very cool band. They're very wacky. I would say that they're a wacky band, but they always put out great music. Thank you so much for listening to the first broadcast here on First Listen Media. And Zach, thank you so much for allowing me to be your co-host. It's awesome to get to talk about music, the meaning behind the music, and the impact on both of our lives. So I do appreciate it. Once again, big shout out to Jake Jones of Red Brick Road for the intro music to this show. And Zach, would you like to sign off and uh, take us away? Hell yeah, man. Thank you for being my co-host, dude. It means a lot. I mean, we both love music. We both love working in music. And music has gotten us through hell. So I want someone as my co-host who could relate with me and you were the first dude I thought of and I'm so glad you agreed to be my co-host because this is such an amazing experience to be able to do this and honestly I've had a blast too and for everyone listening I hope you all have an amazing Halloween stay safe don't get in any vans because they offer you candy or if they offer you music then definitely consider it yeah they offer you music that's uh, some leeway (laughs) (laughs) definitely but yes have a great Halloween it's one of my favorite holidays of the year because you get to dress up and have fun and you get to be someone who you're not for a little bit and i always think that's very cool also if you want just a quick plug for me uh if you want to check out super cool radio which is my podcast you can check it out on spotify itunes anchor or the streaming platform of your choice i'm also available on youtube and rumble and every friday i spin some killer music just like some of the bands you've heard here i do it every friday so definitely check that out you know definitely not a cheap plug or anything for me go show him your love and support guys and i hope you all have a fantastic night